This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo, President of Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Much better this week than last week. I actually got COVID for the first time. Yeah, I yeah, we never didn't... had it, and it hit me hard. I was tired. Oh yeah. man, fatigue! It was the name of the game. Because I think Tony and I did one without you. We we referenced yeah. you, but uh, um, <laughs> it's usually C T and T, and there was just C and T today. So yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. our Tony is out on vacation today, so uh, he'll be back wow. next week. So sure. Um, and uh, it's going to be Father's Day this weekend, so happy yeah. Father's Day, Tony. Thank uh, you. Yep. I have three lovely children, uh, mostly grown now. My son's 23 and married, and my daughter's 19, and my youngest is 17. So oh, wow. one, okay. one at home yet. You still got some college years ahead of you. Oh, yeah. We have college years ahead of us. In fact, my son just started uh, grad school, med school, to be a PA, okay. a physician's assistant. So. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And my youngest daughter, or my middle daughter, she got a full scholarship though to oh, St. Thomas. So yeah. 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 God bless you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not only her, God, God, bless bless her. My, God bless my wallet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was, uh, that was great. Cause she wanted to go to a school that uh, my wife, Sarah and I said, no, we can't afford that. That's yeah. outrageous. And we don't want you to end up with the, that much debt. It's not worth yeah, the, yeah, you know, it's yeah. not worth the, you know, uh, business major and, and Spanish yeah. major to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. So we told her no for that school because it's a, a well-known school. And then she on her own found the scholarship program that yeah, they have, the GHR fellowship and applied and they whittled it down from 250 people to 10. Wow. And awarded 10 scholarships. And she was, She's actually in the top five finals. Wow. So yeah. does she have that radio voice too? Like that? She doesn't. She has a pretty good voice, actually, but not. I would say not radio, but it's authoritative. Let Tony, me tell Tony's you. got the radio voice. I'm just the looks, right? So uh, yeah, <laughs> you're here for your looks, Chris. That's right. We have a running joke in our office. That every time I come up with a good idea, I'm like, you know, I'm not just here for my looks, you know. So anyway. <laughs> And I make the staff say it too. So, so, so it's, it's pretty fun. That's, that's so, good. Well, we know why you're here. It's in, okay. it's what's inside. And we're, I'm going to pick that brain of yours today yeah. because. So we did a show a few months ago on uh, the good, bad and ugly of probate, but it wasn't a video. It was a podcast. Yeah. And we have close to 50 probate cases going on right now. So I thought oh. maybe we would just, um, um, from, you know, from a law office standpoint, that's good. But from from um, client standpoint, there's it could be better, you know. So yeah, yeah. So I thought we would talk about that today. What it is? Do you, do you want to avoid it? What's the cost? All that kind of stuff. So um, I'll just start with my my saying is 
And it's we wrote a book on this too. So if you want a copy of our book, um, it's called Rounding Third. So if you want a copy, just uh, call our office. So um, I have a saying that probate is a lawsuit against yourself with your own money. Okay, lawsuit against yourself with your own money to basically to protect your creditors, right? So wow, like, yeah. What? So so the whole concept of probate is, let's say we have Bill and Mary, and Bill dies, and there's a there's a bank account um, that Mary's not on. Like Bill has right. this account, maybe he opened the account, Mary wasn't there that day, and he just never got Mary's name on it. So he there's this there's this account stuck in Bill's name that look, we have to get it out of Bill's name and get it over to the heirs. So the whole probate process is basically transferring assets from a decedent to the beneficiaries, whoever they may be. It might be Mary, might be the children, might be charity, whoever Bill has, right? So that process, um, the good part about probate is there is a process. You know, the court makes you file a process. So if you file the procedures, the beneficiary, the creditors will get paid, beneficiaries will get paid, everything will be hunky-dory, but it's it's time-consuming and expensive. Here in our county, um, in Ohio, we have, um, for the executor and the attorney, there's just a, um, called a spreadsheet, like a fee schedule, and your fees just based totally on the size of the estate, whether it's, you know, $20,000 state or $20 million state, it runs through this fee schedule. There's more you know, it starts right now. I think it starts at four and a half percent on the first hundred thousand, three and a half percent on the next three hundred thousand, two percent on the rest, and so it could get pretty expensive quickly. Uh, but it is it is time consuming. Somebody has to you know go around to the various banks and financial institutions and close out accounts. So let me give you let me set this up a little bit for you, Tony, and then you could you could chime in. But let's say um, uh, Mary takes bills will down to the you know bank of america where he has this uh account and says well here's here's the will and uh, you know here's the death certificate it says like if bill dies i get everything so here we go i want the account and uh the bank's gonna say well first of all slow down mm-hmm. you know even yeah. though even though the will says you're the executor you're not the executor until the judge says you're the executor so that will just says, look, I want Mary to be my executor, but she's not the executor until the judge says so. And the reason being is the financial institutions aren't going to take the risk that this was Bill's last will. This one's three years old. He might have wrote one out two months ago, and Mary's sure. not the executor. Mary's not the beneficiary. So mm-hmm. so the bank says, slow go down to the probate court, you follow with probate court, you come back with these little things called letters of authority with the judge's little seal on it. Mm-hmm. You bring that back and then, then we're good to go. Okay. So that, again, it all takes time. So we have to submit the, submit the will, submit the death certificate, list of all the heirs who potential heirs will be names, addresses, all that. So it, it's going to take time. Um, but that's the, the beginning of the, the wow. probate process. We weren't involved in any of this. Her sister handled it. Her sister lives in uh, Virginia near DC and her sister, his her father passed away in Washington state. Right. Okay. So uh, she flew out there. She took care of things. She was the executor. Uh, and so um, 
she took care of all this and I'm not sure what all she did, but she told my wife that she had to, by law, post in the local newspapers a thing that said uh, he died, he, he died uh, to let any anybody who he owes money to give notice. Is that correct? So when we file the probate court, they do it for us. We have a a daily legal news in our, in our County. So all those get posted. So the creditors know that's where you go look to see if someone died. So here in in Ohio, creditors only have six months from the date of death to file a claim, not six months from when you open the probate, six months from the date of death file a claim. If the claim's big enough, they could open the probate themselves, right? But so if they come in six months in one day, they're out because our statute doesn't say the executor, you know, let's say, Tony, you, he owed you some money and you came in six months in a day. It doesn't say, well, you know, okay, what's one day? We'll give it to Tony. The, our statute says the executor may not pay a creditor who's late because if I pay you, Tony, then I took it yeah. away from the beneficiaries, right? So, so if you come in late, you're out. So some strategies are, uh, so creditors only, you know, this is different than trust. Creditors, at least here, only have access to what goes through probate. They don't have access to what's in your trust, right? So sometimes we wait six months to open the estate. Sure. You know, and then the creditors are out. I mean, that's why credit card companies charge 25, 28, 30% or whatever they charge on interest rates because they often get, you know, they lose out on some of these um, decedents. So, sure. So, um, and your, I forgot what you said, it was your sister in law? Yeah. So, so the other thing you, you, that was kind of in there is that like here, if you are an out of state executor, Mm hmm most likely you're going to have to post a bond mm. because the probate court just doesn't have jurisdiction. The, the probate court here in Ohio doesn't have jurisdiction over you, Tony. So they're concerned that if you were the executor, you could abscond with the money we couldn't get you. So oh, they, they would make you post a bond. So we're doing a state right now. Um, it's about a $2 million estate. The bond was $4,000. Mm just to say you're not going to abscond with the money now. Wow. So, and it's a waste of money. I mean, it depends. Like I, in this case, I'm actually, Do you get the money, back. you get that money back. No, no, no. So that's basically wow. you're buying an insurance policy kind of, so that if you run off with the money, so right now we're working on a state and uh, almost all the kids are out of state. So they couldn't, they didn't want to come back and do it. So judge, sure. judge appointed us as a, as the administrator of the estate. Uh, I'm surprised they made us get a bond because we're attorneys, you know, and they got jurisdiction over us, but they did anyhow. So it was, it was about a $2 million estate. The bond was $4,100. We're going to give that to the bonding company. And God forbid, if I ran off with the money, then there's a bond that replaced the money. But if I don't run off with the money, the bonding company keeps the $4,100, right? Oh just, my gosh. Yeah. So that's gotta be a license. Why don't we open a bond? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> some people, uh, some people run off with the money, right? So, oh, I um, see. so then they're on the hook. Sure. Yeah. So, so it can get, so when we have out of state people that, that mucks it up. Um, sure. Yeah. That's so crazy. oftentimes without a state people, you know, like when we draft a will, we might say, Tony, you're the first, potential executor, Joe Smith's the second, da, 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 da. and we go down, 
you know, down the list. So if you're out of state, we might say, Tony, why don't you waive your right to be the executor and we'll use the person who's local. Because most of the time what happens is the law firm does 99% of all the work and we just tell you to sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. So the executor does have to do the legwork. So, um, you know, in this this case, we have, um, we might have 50 different accounts out there. So we have to go Mm -hmm. make claims on all those accounts. We have bank accounts, you know. So when you're the executor, you have to physically go to the bank and close out that account. So, you know, uh, the you have to have a copy of the death certificate and the you have to, you have to, have, those, the you have, to have that letter of authority from the judge. Right. Sure. So, but we went to one bank just to close out one account. It took two hours. Oh, so I sat there for two hours, just two hours while they were fiddling with the paperwork. Right. So, um, so it can get a little time consuming. Um, but, the good part there there is procedures. So if you follow the procedures, everyone every point everything goes hunky dory. So sure. again, the first thing is to we file the will, get appointed. Now we have to gather up all the assets and file what we call an inventory. Okay, here's a here's a list of where all the assets are. Bank right. of America, Fidelity, Vanguard, wherever wherever all the assets are. And then we have to go liquidate those assets and then uh, pay the creditors if they're timely. And then um, eventually uh, disperse the money to to the heirs. So generally, it'll take um, probably nine months to a year, um, just because the creditors have six months. So we don't really want to disperse anything before the creditor period's over. Because let's say there's a hundred thousand dollars in the estate, Tony, and uh, you're a creditor, and and, and we disperse the hundred thousand dollars, and a creditor comes in, and you know month five and says, look, he owes $200,000 at a hospital. Like, whoa, we gave away all the money. So what happens then is that the executor is personally liable to that creditor because, you know, you were supposed to give the money out. And so the creditor period was over. So, so we really don't want to, uh, you know, if there's a lot of money in there, you could make some distributions, you know, they got a couple, a couple credit cards, but if, um, so we don't want to, so it's going to be at least six months. And then, you know, there's also tax returns after we file the fun, the seedens final tax return for the year. So the, the year, so if they died today, their 1040 would go from January 1st through today. And then the estate return would go from tomorrow until the end of the month or the end of the year. Or we can make it a fiscal year. So if this is, a, let's say this is June 16th, we could make the uh, fiscal year June 16th through um May 30th, first of the following year. So we can make it a fiscal year if we wanted to. Sure. So, so, um, wow. The, there are a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of, you can get deep in the weeds. I, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the word, but there's a lot to it. I mean, it can get complicated. So obviously you don't want to try to go it on your own. I think that's what my wife's yeah. sister tried to do. And yeah. it got really, it was a headache for her for months and, uh, you know, a lot of stress. So that's why working with a firm such as yourselves, I mean, plus you have the bonus, there's tax implications right. that you right. want to consider with estates. Because, because there's also, um, there's an IRS rule called transfer liability. So if we give you, Tony, the asset, yeah, all right, we give you $100,000 and there's mm-hmm. $30,000 owed. Yeah. The IRS is expecting, and there's no more money. They follow the asset. So they're yeah. like, 
And then the, the unfortunate part is you spend it all because you're like, hey, grandpa died and I got the money. I right. spent it. And then you get a $30,000 tax bill from the IRS. And you're like, what? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> told me about this. Right. So, right. You, you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot yeah. of complications there. And then, you know, it gets a little confusing when people don't have a will. I mean, I mean, the will basically says, look, when I die, give, give everything to my wife. And if I'm not alive, she's not alive, give everything to my two children. Some people die without a will. Probably 70% of the people mm-hmm. die without having a will. So then what? So um, what happens, all the states have, at least here, it's called uh, dissent and distribution statute. So our, our statute says, look, if you die without a will, mm-hmm. It depends if you're married, so it depends if you have children. So if, you have, if you're married with children, then your spouse gets so much and the kids get so much. If you don't have a spouse or kids, then it actually goes back up to your parents. If your parents aren't alive, then it goes out to brothers and sisters. If you don't have any brothers and sisters, then it starts going out to cousins. And I mean, it's so, I mean, wow. it's a nightmare, right? So because you have to find all these people, right? Wow. And you have to, yeah. So who really is the next of kin? So because on the on the sheet that when you submit it, you have to tell the court who's the next of kin. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then you have to deal with people who are estranged. Right. So you, you have the son that he hasn't talked to their parents in 30 years and they don't even know where he's at. Right. So you know, what do you do then? You know, that's what you probably heard of a, a fund called unclaimed funds. And we have one here in Ohio. So yep. and it could be that that portion of the estate goes to the unclaimed funds for the benefit of Joe Smith. And then it's up to him to, to, to make claim on, on that funds. And if he, if he never makes claim on the funds, the state just keeps it. Right. So, wow. Yeah. So uh, now all these whores you hear on probate, it does, it is time consuming. It, It can be expensive, but sometimes probate is better. Let me give you an example. I think it's probably hard to believe, but so you can do what's called a transfer on death deed or affidavit here in Ohio. So Tony, you have a piece of property, you and your wife own a piece of property and say, look, we're going to own it jointly for the rest of our lives. And then we want to transfer to our three children. Right. Okay. So that sounds good and fine. But so here in Ohio, if you're married, because I don't think you have this in, in Minnesota, but if you're married, we still have this archaic archaic thing called dower rights. So oh, these were these were dowry. <laughs> yeah, so the, these rights are still in Ohio, and oh, it's it's unfortunate that the I think old timey, yeah, I think dowry. That's I think, the, I, <laughs> I think it's the div- divorce attorneys that don't want to get rid of. So basically, dower rights say, Tony, if you ever sell, if you want to sell any property in Ohio mm-hmm. and you're married, your wife has to sign off on it, whether or not she's on the title. She has wow. to release. She has to release her dower rights. So. You leave the uh, your mom and dad leave you the house to your, or you leave your house to your three kids and they're all married. Now you have six people that have to agree to sell the property. Oh, I can't get six people to figure out a restaurant to go to. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's say the house is worth uh, $250,000 and one of the spouses says, you know what? I think it's worth 280. I'm not signing anything. Yeah. So it could be, it could be held up. For as long as you get those six people to agree. So in that situation, when I I tell people this and like, they don't want to believe me, I'm like, it's better if that house goes to probate because the probate, then the executor says, look, we're selling it for 250. The executor signs off on it, splits up the money, you know, three ways. So 
he doesn't have to get consent of six people and six spou- and three spouses or you know what yeah. we were talking about. So sometimes probate's better. Um, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So um, again, if if clients want to now, you know, we're not talk about this on this show, but I mean, the whole other way of doing it is to use trusts, and we'll maybe do a, a show on that too because the trust is doesn't go through probate. Trust doesn't die. It's it doesn't go. We don't deal with probate for trusts, and and the courts are okay with that. Like, look, we only deal with dead people, right? So, so they're right. it's like they remember what was that movie? I, I see dead people. Yeah. Um, six cents, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so the Willis, probate yeah. just just deals yeah. with dead people. He doesn't deal with trusts. So, right. Um. So then. Um, once we get all the creditors paid and it's time to distribute the money and we may got to make sure we file the tax returns because if you don't file tax returns right, then the executor could be liable for the taxes. So it's, it's, it, it gets uh, complicated, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a distribution. Other uh, thing we've, uh, we, you know, you want people to sign off. They agree with everything they're you know, they've looked at everything. And then that's what's good about the court system. The court, you're going to file these accountings with the court and the court's going to say, okay, these are okay. You can make distributions. Now, when you're doing it with a trust, you kind of have to do that yourself. You have to do these accountings, give it to the beneficiaries. They sign off on them. So it's a similar procedure. You just don't have the court involved. So mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, you've uh, you've convinced me of one thing on the show today, Chris, and that is I do not ever want to be the executor of the <laughs> state. Yeah, I don't want to be named executor of the state. It sounds like it, it sounds well, like a headache and a lot of work. Especially a headache when um, you get things like how's you've seen that show Hoarders. Yeah, you yeah, walk you in, get, you're the executor. You open the door and you see a house like that. And you're like, holy god! What you know? Because you can't just. You now I had one client says, uh, you know, I'm just going to get a dumpster. Like you, you can't just get a dumpster. They're they hoard. Right. There could be stock certificates, there could be bonds, there could be shares, you know, IBM. I mean, you have to go through every piece of paper to make sure it's not valuable. Yeah. So it, it could take six months to clean out the house. I and mean, we had one house, they found $95,000 in cash in it. But it wasn't like it was oh. in the safe. It was behind the refrigerator. It was in, oh. air, I mean, it was, it was, you know, scattered throughout the house. Right. So yeah. you can't just, uh, just throw everything away because, uh, Things could be, you know, coins, jewelry, got to get it appraised, all that kind of stuff. Now, luckily, we don't have an estate tax here in Ohio anymore because we used to have to get it. When you went to open up a safe deposit box, you had to have someone there from the estate department to make sure they appraised the jewelry and all that kind of sure, stuff. But, yeah, so, we got, yeah. so we got our estate tax. We got rid of, uh, I think, in 2013 because uh, our estate tax was low. It was three. You started paying taxes at three hundred thirty eight thousand dollars. Wow. So, you know, boom, a house you're in. Right. So, um, so it it can't, and people try to do this themselves. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure if I cut my hand, I could probably stitch it up myself, but I think I'd go to a physician. Right. So I just, I could not do that. I mean, this, (laughs) well, this is not the time to really try and save pennies. If you wanted to save the pennies and dollars, you should have, went ahead and did the trust while you were alive. Right. So oftentimes this happens when people, they don't want to spend the money on trust or some people say, how will I let my kids worry about it? I'm not going to be here. I don't don't give a crap. Right. So 
It's not. A, I mean, you're just wasting your kids' inheritance. So um, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to leave your loved ones in a bad situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, you and want things taken care of at a time. That's going to alleviate a lot of these problems. And, is what you're saying? Yeah, and and more and more we see that the kids aren't all local anymore, right? They're like my kids are. One's in Denver, one's in DC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, if so, are they going to come back? And you know, what about the pet? You know, all kinds yeah. of things that can that can go on um, sure. when um, when uh, you go through this whole whole system. So, you know, there is. So we have a book called Rounding Third. It talks about estate planning. Talks about probate. Talks about probate avoidance. Um, use, uses of trust and things like that. So, uh, if you want a, uh, a a complimentary copy, I'm not sure we. Tony's usually the one that does all this stuff. So, uh, uh, well, yeah, you want to you want to make sure uh, that uh, if you have questions, look at that. There's, yeah, look at that. Uh, so that's our phone number, number for the law office: two one six four eight five ten forty. You like that, Tony? Ten forty. I like that. Two one six four eight five. 1040 216-485-1040. And if our listeners have questions yeah. about this uh, or uh, want help uh, getting this yeah. set up so they don't have probate issues, uh, they can give you a call. Talk to Chris. Talk to the staff there. 216-485-1040 for a complimentary strategy session. Uh, it's right there on the screen for our viewers. And we repeated it for our radio listeners and podcast listeners. So, uh, Chris, this is a huge topic, and obviously know, you've been <laughs> you've been really busy with it. Yeah, uh, and I, I want to give a shout out to Judy if she's ever watching this. Uh, thank God I got Judy, uh, our, our probate paralegal. Um, she's a godsend because most of the time I just hand her the death certificate in the will and say, "Go at it," right? And then she comes back right. and says, "Sign here, sign here, sign here." <laughs> you know, so right. uh, yeah, so yeah, because you know you wouldn't want. The attorneys, you know, some some places they're charging by the hour, so you don't want the attorney to be actually spending three, four hundred dollars an hour doing paperwork. You'd rather right. have the paralegal that's spending a hundred dollars an hour, right? So, yeah. But yeah, if you can avoid it, give us a call. Um, it, you know, it's best to avoid it, but there might be a situation like we talked about with that transfer and death uh, situation that we want the house to go to probate. If sure. you don't want to do a trust. And but, by avoid it, you mean avoid probate. In most cases, you want yeah. to try to avoid it. And you know, the way to do that is pick up the phone and give you a call. But we're out of time for today's oh, wow. show, Chris. Okay. Uh, it flew by. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. All right. See you next week. Yep. See you, Chris. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.